Faust House. Faust House. Faust House. Faust House. Faust House. Faust Welcome to a radical discussion of independence, free will, liberty, and the left-hand path. This is Damonosophy 2.0 with your host, Paul Frederick. would be the national anthem of the Czech Republic. And I'm playing it because I'm thinking about Prague. In episode 11, the interview with Jared Kirby, there was mention of visiting the Bone Church, that is the Kutnahora, just outside of Prague. And that got me thinking about Prague in the Czech Republic and that whole time period, which is October-ish of 2013 and the talk that I gave while I was there and Prague is truly a magical place for those that don't know who haven't been there I highly recommend taking some time to go there at some point Uh, it's a place that for centuries is known as a middle point between east and west or crossing point or crossroads and If you're a left-hand path student, you may know the significance of the whole idea of crossroads. It's a city also rich in magical and occult traditions, which can be seen in the zodiac influences on the uh, great clock tower there. And then um, there's also stories about Emperor Rudolf II um, back in the day who actively sought to attract all the great artists and alchemists of the time to the city. And he eventually brought uh, John Dee and Edward Kelly to the city. Kelly eventually became uh, Rudolf II's official court alchemist. And uh, there's even an uh, area where uh, Kelly and Dee resided for a time that's now a historical um, place that you can visit, a museum-type thing that you can visit and uh, see some of their original you know, magical circles and stuff. So that's pretty exciting. So anyhow, I did some digging around, and I found the recording of my talk there. And so I am happy to now be able to present this as episode 13. The first part is about appearance. The importance of being more than you appear. and The folly of focusing on maintaining an appearance as an aim and initiation about connecting with and developing core values. So here is part one. An old friend of mine, Adam Robert Freres, once said to me, I would rather be more than I seem than seem like more than I am. These words have remained with me over the years, and indeed it does seem as though the folks who invest all their energy into creating 
uh, certain outer image of themselves versus developing a real sense of inner awareness and being end up spending a lot of their energy simply maintaining that image against the fear that they may one day be discovered and exposed. So that's one thing to keep in mind is that, and this begins to relate to LBM, you know, that we certainly, we, we need like these buffers of personality to exist and to function out in ordinary life. But if someone invests too much, too much energy simply into this image of themselves, what they don't take into account, you don't quantify is how much energy it takes to maintain that image out there. Has, that image has to be maintained. And that's all energy that could be for you, for your purposes of becoming something real. So again, this comes back to balance, seeking an internal balance. And it comes back to doing a deep dive into your own values, your sense of values, what you're really looking for, what you're really seeking. This is a possible end result of practicing LVM exclusively without a connection to this higher aim or to inner core values or any of the other things that we talk about and seek in the practice of greater black magic, it is inevitable that an overfixation on LVM will result in a sort of imbalance. LVM is an essential field of initiatory inquiry before we can really approach these higher things, we need to have a stable existence in the common world, which again, that's the real world, the world in which we all live. It's not imperative in the study and usage of LVM that we learn how to best deceive and exploit other people, but we will be the better off if we learn to understand to what extent others attempt to deceive and exploit us. For indeed, these things do exist in the real world. And the real world is a one we must learn to live in harmoniously. Before we can even speak of the possibilities of GBM, the possibilities are revealed through, again, higher knowledge and seeing, and the attempts to see. The elected set must learn how to be strong in maintaining our relationship to the life force energy. The gift of set of the black flame offers great promise for those who would seek to use it for its highest potential. For others, it can be a curse, highlighting self-destructive tendencies. This is one reason why the priesthood of Set takes such a great care in their mandate to see the elect. The second part is about energy how energy can be a form of nourishment for being, and how the right kind of energy can help us to live a responsible life. So I'm gonna talk about energy. And this seems like the, one of the most dramatically recurring ideas throughout this gathering. At this point, it seems like every discussion I've been a part of, someone has thought up the idea of energy. I'll speak here as the world occurs to me in this moment of time. There is a life force energy emanating from a singular source. We're here in order to see, hear, and receive nourishment from this force, not to demand something from it or to try and appropriate it. 
really we're here to try and understand the action that will create a possibility of a responsible life in relation to that force. Really, your destiny begins when you feel the call of another force within you and you respond to it voluntarily. And this is really your first voluntary act becoming available to a reality that changes your purpose for living. A certain quality of energy can only be produced in condition where people work together with a common aim, an aim to see reality and to ultimately experience Kepler remanifestation. I know many of us have been involved with uh, perhaps other schools or religions or cult systems. I think most people find the tumble of sets after having gone through a few different things and found them lacking, perhaps lacking in terms of energy. If you consider these experiences now in light of this question, what was the common aim of these groups? Was the common aim to see reality? Or was it really more about clouding reality as you look at it in retrospect? To produce a new or manufactured reality, dressing up reality in fancy new clothes, creating it around the room. Remember, sowing ideas without living them is sowing ideas that are empty. Should a person even worry about sowing ideas until he has found something within himself that is real and of value? Jean DeSaltzman, who was a student of Persia and a teacher of uh, so-called sacred dances, once said that we need to learn to see our immaturity and our childishness in relating to the life force energy. We always want to obtain more of it. Just get a bunch of that energy and just keep it for ourselves. Whereas the child in us wants to have, the adult in us wants to be or become. Over time, a constant desire for having more of this energy can create in us a fear and a need to be reassured, a fear that the energy will be taken from us. So we need to create within us a certain kind of attention that would relate the whole of ourselves to a higher force. We need to learn how to be strong in maintaining what should be a mutually reciprocal relationship to the life force energy. The third and final part of this talk centers on the SET formula, which many of you may recall from the book Daemonosophy. Uh, substance, energy, and purposefulness, and how these ideas were revealed in the Diabolicon. And it ends with an exercise in altering one's conscious perception and expanding awareness. In the Diabolicon, an inspirational text from the early days of the Aeon set. The source of energy, referred to as the Black Flame, has described three essential components. Substance, energy, and purposefulness. Or in a Greco-Roman translation, substantia, energia, telos. Recounts the Archdemon Satan. After uncounted ages of this great ferment, a force refused to focus that became God, that this force presumed to affect not the creation of substance and energy, for these transcended God. 
this energy then comes to the planet Earth as the Lord of Darkness continues. On Earth, where man wandered in mindless bliss, the firmament blazed forth with fiery tongues, and all the land was covered by the black flame, which burned not, though it bewildered the eye to see it. And later, a question is posed. What man art thou? Why thy presence? Because thy own purpose determines that of the cosmos itself. And I, who first taught the identity, what should I become? For without purpose, the force of the mind must fail. A lot of this stuff comes down to perception and how we perceive and how we can change how we perceive and expand that. Let's try an experiment. Let's set this coin here. Everyone, just focus on that coin. Focus intensely on just that coin. And now as you continue to look only at that coin, allow yourself to become aware of your peripheral vision and your sense of all the others in this circle, in this room. Allow yourself to feel the presence of the elective set. Stop looking at the coin if you want. <laughs> <laughs> you forget the coin? <laughs> no. And finally, the last super awesome thing from that amazing week in Prague was uh, myself and my fellow conspirators paid a visit to what is called the Faust House, which you heard a reiteration of at the beginning of this podcast. And this is a place in Prague where there are legends associated with it, as there are in many other places in Prague. And the legend here is that this is the house where Faust actually made a deal with the devil. And a hole like opened up in the ceiling uh, where the devil came through and the story is that the hole was like there in the ceiling when you used to be able to go inside the, the uh, building and visit it which you can't do now because it's office spaces or something like that but we went to the location and we stood in the courtyard and made a nice little chant which again you heard at the beginning of this and which also got turned into the song which I'm going to present for the musical portion of this podcast. This is Mixed by Yours Truly featuring live 
keyboards from Komodo Cat and vocal bits and pieces from Friends and Companions of the Night, too numerous to mention. So here it is, my friends. I give you Faust House.
Well, thank you for listening to another installment of Davonosophy 2.0, the only podcast exploring the congruence of liberty and the left-hand path. For more information, visit our website at www.daemonosophy.com. Follow our tweets at airbeth underscore trans. Or join the discussion on Facebook at the Daemonosophy Group. Until next time, keep the dark fire burning.